Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to ring in the 2023 holiday season as we give our coverage review of The Holdovers. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, what's going on? How's your turkey day? How's your week been? Have you been acclimating back to the standard work week? It's been so long since we've been here. I think it's been like two weeks almost. Yeah, it's been about, yeah, almost, yeah, two weeks recording, about 10 days since we released our last episode. But, you know, we had to take a little bit of break for family and friends. So I'm sure we got, we got a lot to cover in the meantime. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot to cover out there. It's it's almost a little bit too overwhelming. <laughs> Not for us, just like there's a lot of other movies and stuff that are coming out like left and right. And it's getting really hard to like watch those. I still need to finish Scott Pilgrim, the animated series. I have like six episodes left, so I need to get on that like pronto. <laughs> but did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, no complaints. A lot of, a lot of family time. How was yours? It was good, man. A lot of family time, uh, much like yourself, and uh, doing a lot of uh, house hopping on Thanksgiving Day. So that was crazy, but definitely worth it. And I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> Just because it feels like every time I come home, it's like I have to like go on tour and see like everyone. I can never just come home and just relax and not have to worry about seeing all of these different family members. And it's like, sometimes you just want a quiet holiday and hopefully like like the holdovers. Yes, exactly. Like the whole, maybe not that quiet. I I would say that quiet. That was, that was pretty nice and quiet. I've, I have spent Christmas alone before, uh, not by choice uh, due to the weather, but not going to lie, man, I made the best of it. it. It was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was prime just to have like one, like one year where everything's kind of just quiet and, you know, you do a few things here and there, but none of the, you know, running amok. Cause like the holidays can be so frustrating when it comes to like frustrating as in like, you know, just busy and, you know, everyone's on edge. You gotta, you know, you're, you're coming off of Thanksgiving. Like as soon as November 1st hits, you're really planning for not one, not two, but really three holidays between Thanksgiving, Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, or any other holiday that you celebrate um, within that time frame, and New Year's. It is a very busy time of year. Sometimes we just need to take a bit of a step back, chill, and you know, just, just have a very zen holiday. But I'm glad I was able to visit uh, friends and, of course, uh, family as well as I was home. Me and Devin, uh, we watched a lot of movies together. <laughs> yeah, we knocked, knocked three of them out. 
technically four, but we're not we're not recording the fourth. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was wait. Uh, there's a fourth. I was counting that as the third. Oh no, because we want. Oh wait, no, was it only three? Oh, it was. You know what? I would say three and a half because no hard feelings. <laughs> oh yeah, but you already saw it. Yeah, so I was like, it was. It's great to. It's great to see see that movie again. But yeah, so it was Thanksgiving we watched together. Um, and we watched The Holdovers, which we're covering today, and Saltburn. That, that's what it was. For some reason, I thought it was four. I actually watched The Holdovers twice because I showed it to my mom because she loves Paul Giamatti. So that oh, was, that's perfect then. Yeah, that, 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 that was pretty perfect all, all together. But... With all that said, uh, we're going to be giving our spoiler-free thoughts on The Holdovers. There's not too much to um, spoil within this film. It's just a, a lovely Christmas movie. And, you know, we're going to ring in, um, you know, the beginning of December with this film. And very excited to kind of just, uh, you know, talk about our, our thoughts when it, when it comes to this film altogether. So... Without further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to The Holdovers. I had you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? Oh, I don't know. I suppose I failed someone who richly deserved it. Oh, the Osgood kid? Yeah, he was a real asshole. Rich and um, popular combination around here. It's a plague. Uh, and you? You'll be here too? I'll buy my lonesome. My little sister Peggy and her husband invited me to go visit them at Roxbury, but I feel like it's too soon. Like Curtis will think that I'm abandoning him, you know? This is the last place that my baby and I were together. Not including the bus station. Well, I look forward to your fine cooking. Oh, no, no, don't do that. All we've got is whatever's in that walk-in. No new deliveries till January. And we are back with our spoiler-free coverage of The Holdovers. The director of this movie is Alexander Payne, and the writer includes David Hemmingson <laughs> and stars Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Rudolph, and Dominique Sesa. Sesa? Sesa? One of the two. And the synopsis is as follows. A cranky history teacher at a remote prep school is forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a troubled student who has no place to go. And that is the long and short of the holdovers. This is um, <laughs> this is what not the University of Barton, because it's more of a all boys private school. Uh, Barton is what it's called. I think Barton men don't lie. Barton men don't lie. That is very true. And I, I believe their mascot is a lion, which is very prestigious for a all boys school, all boys private school, I should say. But we're going to dive straight into our initial reactions, our first reactions of this film. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his thoughts on the holdovers. Yeah, going into this one, I had no idea what this movie was, to be honest with you. I didn't know it was a Christmas movie. I didn't know it was even coming out. And then you said that he had gotten a screener for it. And I was like, all right, we can watch it. And uh, I guess uh, all I really knew was that Paul Giamatti was in it. And obviously, we, we love Paul Giamatti from 
such movies as Liar Liar, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, so on and so forth. But going into this one completely blind, I'd never seen any of Alexander Payne's movies either. It's kind of a blind spot for me as far as directors go, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. But happy to report, it was it was a delightful movie to watch. A perfect little Christmas movie to get the, the holiday started off. Um, it's kind of, you get this triumvirate, this this triple... Uh, these triplet characters that show up um, in Paul Giamatti and Divine Joy Randolph and Paul Sesa. Is it Paul Sesa? Dominic, yeah. Dominic Sesa. Yeah, yeah, Dominic Sesa. And that's, that's kind of the core of this movie is those three characters and just kind of the journey that they go through. I think Dominic Sesa was, it was actually a newcomer. I think this this is his first movie because I think it's introducing when they rolled his name in the credits. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, those three characters, just kind of this this uh, tumultuous time they go through, being trapped in a prep school during the Christmas time. It's definitely not a fun place to be, especially for young Angus Tully, who just <laughs> does not want to be here, but has been neglected by his parents, and that becomes a recurring theme throughout the movie. And I just really liked kind of the journey we go on here, because it, it, it does start off a bit slow, but the payoff at the end is, is more than worth it, I would say. Um, because you get so many great moments with Paul Giamatti's character and so many great moments between the other two characters as well. Just just bonding over the Christmas um, holiday spirit and kind of making the best of what you have and making the best with pe- the people that you have around you and finding a way to, to get through it no matter what obstacles are in your way, especially for our boy Paul Giamatti, that, that poor soul, that poor character, Paul. Oh, I guess his name was Paul in the movie too. So we can just call him Paul. That that scene, there's a certain scene where he just, he's so disappointed. And we felt that through the screen. It was just, just so good. And his lazy his lazy eye just, it's probably the fourth star of the movie here. Does he have a lazy eye in real life? I don't, I feel like he could, but I don't think it's this extreme. I think this one might have been a contact. Because it's like way out there. Yeah, I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, yeah, he has a lazy eye. She was like, no, he doesn't. And, you know, she was looking at pictures. She's like, yeah, it definitely has to be like a contact or something. But uh, like Devin said, you know, we are huge Paul Giamatti fans. Everything from, he said, you know, uh, Big Fat Liar, Spider-Man 2, uh, Lady in the Water is a big one. That's one of my mom's favorites as well, uh, as well as Robots. Not sure if you remember he was in that as well. And gosh, he's he's had such a crazy um, and insane filmography throughout the years. And it's like anything that he's in. Um, he was in the Ratchet and Clank movie. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, also in Jungle Cruise. I think that was the last time that we both saw him in a film prior to The Holdovers. But he was also in another movie in 2021 called A Mouthful of Air. But I digress. You know, he, he's been all over the place. And he is definitely one of the greats, at least to us. And I wholeheartedly believe, you know, when it comes to this film, this is, I think this is like his best performance he's ever given uh much like Devin I didn't know anything about the holdovers um I much like Devin again I did not know it was a Christmas movie I just kept I kept hearing people talking about the holdovers but they weren't necessarily talking about the movie itself they're like oh yeah go, go make sure that you're you know watching the holdovers with Paul Giamatti I just knew that he was in the in the film and I was like oh okay and you know it like Devin had said it kind of just came across my um 
my inbox and I was like, oh yeah, this would be a perfect time to watch it. And I think everyone should watch this in theaters if they are able to. Um, like Devin said, you know, it's, it's, you know, putting people in a unfortunate situation, kind of like the prefix prefix club in a way where, you know, you have within this film, three individual people who probably would have never, you know, spent a, like no more than like a few minutes together um, when it comes to this film and just kind of, they're, they're like, it's like a second family. They get to understand a little bit more of each other. You know, this is set in the 1970s. So it's a little bit on the older side. Uh, at first I wasn't sure what time frame this was um, shot in, but you know, it's, it's Paul Giamatti, you know, essentially kind of mentoring this kid um, and, Ang- and Angus Tully. He's uh, definitely a troublemaker uh, by Dominique, uh, Dominic, excuse me, say so. Um, like Devin said, this is also like his debut. But overall, I really just it, it it's the perfect Christmas movie because it shows the highs and lows of what everyone goes through during the holiday. Um, this isn't necessarily like a home alone situation, but you know, uh, with Devine joy Randolph, she plays uh, Mary lamb. She goes through her own journey, um, with the, uh, losses that she's had to deal with. And this being her first Christmas without, uh, her family, with her and we get we get to see you know how the holidays affects people when you know they're unfortunate enough uh to be in that situation and then paul giamatti played by paul hunman um or paul hunman the character played by paul giamatti you know he he is this astute you know studious um professor that like lives the teacher you would hate to have yeah, like he lives and breathes academia and it's annoying as crap, but like it's he knows what's good for his students, even though his students don't want to hear it. They just want to have fun. You know, these are kids in high school. It's just a bunch of dudes like just browing out basically like a giant fraternity, almost almost in a way, not really. But the, these are children who are more well off. Um, you know, you see that with with uh, Angus himself and his peers where, you know, these are privileged kids. They are able to go to this uh, prestige all boys um, private high school. And, you know, they're, they're getting the cream of the crop uh, when it comes to education. But Paul himself, you know, he, he's not above giving someone a grade that they deserve as you see throughout in this film. He is, you know, he treats everyone on the, um, you know, fairly on the same playing ground. Um, there, there are no favorites in his books. Uh, what, like Devin said, he's probably the teacher that you would hate to have when you're a kid, but like, as you get older, you're like, wow, that's a really good teacher. And he knows he's a good teacher too. And that that's what sets him apart from everyone else. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the the scenery was phenomenal. You know, they're in Boston, I believe, um, or Massachusetts area near Boston. Yeah, all practical locations. Yeah, all practical locations. 
Um, a lot of uh, snow cinematography just, man, it makes me wish, it makes me miss the snow even more. And it's, it's great. <laughs> just the, you know, and we, you know, we're, we're talking about just uh, non-spoilers here, but, you know, every, I would say every person who comes across on screen, every character serves a specific reason. And this, this, this movie is probably one of my favorite. It's probably my new, one of my new favorite holiday movies that I will, I can definitely watch like every holiday during Christmas time. Like we uh, talked about violent night last year. Like that's definitely like a certified Christmas banger as well. But this is a more human story. You know, it does take place a little bit before Christmas and even goes somewhat more into the new year, but there's a lot of heartfelt conversations in this film, especially the relationship between Paul and Angus. Um, you know, it's kind of like this buddy cop type situation, but you know, they're, they're stuck in this situation together when it comes to, you know, them being alone for Christmas. Angus's family doesn't really pay attention to him as much. He's a ne'er-do-well. He's running amok, you know, causing trouble wherever he goes. But there's a reason why he acts out and you find that out throughout the movie. And it's, it's quite sad. It's, it's quite sad um, as to why, when you find out the reason why he's uh, is acting the way that he is. And, you know, is, is there any salvation for this kid to, you know, be put on the straight and narrow, but I know I've been talking here for a while, but Devin, was there anything else you wanted to mention in our spoiler-free discussion of the holdovers? Yeah, I was surprised just by how funny we found it because obviously it is listed as a comedy drama, but I was not expecting some of these moments to to hit like they did, especially towards the end. There's a certain line that that Paul delivers to uh, to his his boss that once you see it, you'll know because it just it hits. And it's one of the best lines of the year, I would say. That was, the, and that's another thing. When it comes to the writing of this film, it is, it's as strong as its acting, as strong as the cinematography, and even the editing. The writing is probably the best, like part ever. Like even that line delivery towards the end, I've never heard anyone say that a day in my life. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It felt like, it just felt like a, like a nineties comedy, like a comedy yeah. that would come out from the nineties. And it just had that vibe to it where it's just something that really isn't made anymore. A movie um, like no. this, with this type of writing and it's, it's made for a very specific audience. But um, I mean, more likely an older audience to be fair. Cause I, yeah. I've heard, I've seen uh, some pictures of people in the theater just surrounded by, by the older people. It's kind of funny to see, but at and least I, they're, they're going out to see it. Yeah. And I think that's a testament. Like, you know, Paul Giamatti has been around forever. Like my mom is huge. It's a huge Paul Giamatti fan. So it's, it's, I can't say this movie is like, you know, when we went to go see four V Ferrari, or if someone were to uh, watch, you know, like the Air movie, you know, those yeah, I wouldn't very, call it a dad movie. No, not not a dad movie, but it's definitely bringing in the older crowd because you know they they know Paul Giamatti so well, and you know he's he's been around, you know, he's been doing movies still, but nowhere as frequent as he used to, 
So I, I think it's, it's, it's just the Paul Giamatti uh, fan club coming in full force. Like, yeah, like my mom, lo- I think my mom loves Paul Giamatti more than I do. Not saying that I don't love him. It's just that I think she has more of a connection with him than we do. But obviously, you know, we've, we've seen him throughout the years, but she was kind of there like during like the beginning of his career. So, but yeah, it's, it's great. I, I really wish we were able to see it in theaters, you know? Yeah. I was sent to screeners. So we able, we were able to watch this together in person, um, which was great because we don't really get to do that very often, but I would love to see this in theaters. Um, and I think more people should go see it in theaters. I know that there's like the, you know, there's, there seems to be this thing with technology where it's like, Oh, a movie comes out in theaters. And then like, I swear like a week later, and this happened with the ballad of songbirds and snakes. I saw a, it was a random fan fan account saying that, Oh, you know, ballads and songbirds and snakes is coming to VOD, you know, or video on demand for those people who don't know where you can, you know, buy or rent the movie um, from like Apple, uh, Voodoo, Amazon, things like that. They were saying that the ballad of songbirds and snakes was coming to, I forgot when it was, but it was coming super soon. And I, I did comment saying, dude, like the movie just dropped. Like I kid you not, like it just had its opening weekend and they're, you know, tweeting out that information. And even if that information is correct, that's not information that Lionsgate wants to share right now because I want people to go see it in theaters. I want people to go see the holdovers in theaters. I know it's coming out on VOD soon. I can't remember the day. Even if I did, I probably wouldn't say it, but go see this movie in theaters. It's fantastic. It's a certified Christmas finger. It is everything you've ever wanted in a Christmas movie. And yeah, it gives Paul Giamatti, like it, this is like his best performance and divine uh, joy. Randolph also gives a, killer performance as well uh being the the third wheel um and in this nice little trio and i think the dynamic between angus mary and paul were phenomenal but let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here Devin, what would you rate the holdovers and what are your final thoughts on the film yeah final thoughts i i'd venture to say this is the, the surprise hit of the year um, definitely didn't see this one coming. Didn't know it was coming, but I'm glad it did come, and I'm glad Paul Giamatti is is in this one. We can we can kind of give him his flowers because I feel like he's earned it, and he's at that point of his career where he can he can take on movies like this and just show off why exactly he's he's been in the in the business for this long and why so many people love him so much. And I'm glad he's able to show that off in this movie because it just really works as a as a nice wholesome Christmas movie and. Mm. I'm glad we ended up watching it. I'd probably give it like an 86 overall, just super mm. solid. Um, definitely a little slow in the beginning, but like I said, the payoff is definitely worth it. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's easily one of the best movies of the year. Um, it's definitely in my, it's in my top 10 movies of the year. It might even be in my top five. I can't even remember, but I enjoyed this movie so much. I was able to see it uh, twice, you know, once with Devin and then once with my mom and, she was having a hoot and a half with it all together. I would go as far, I would give this like a 90 out of a hundred. Um, I don't necessarily know if there's anything like really wrong with it though. I feel like 90 is like usually, usually my default for something where I'm like, 
I really freaking enjoyed it. I know that there's probably some, you know, there's always room for error, I guess you can say. So I'm giving it a 90 out of 100 just to be on the safe side. But even watching it a second time, like it's it's so well well crafted, you know, it, it's not like this big like revelation, but it it is it feels like Christmas. It, it feels it feels like a film that we really haven't had um, ever. And it's not predictable at all, especially the ending. Um, and it really just, it, it's kind of like a melancholy, it leaves like a melancholy feel after, you, after you've watched it. And this being one of Paul Giamatti's, um, but his, his best performance that I've ever witnessed. It, it makes it all the worthwhile. And yeah, people just need to see it in theaters. Um, it's it's great. I know there's a lot of other Christmas classic movies returning to theaters, but definitely make this a part of your list if it's playing at um, at your local theater because you will not be disappointed and you'll have a really great time. But with all that said, uh, so Devin, you said you gave an eighty six. Yep. And I give it a 90. So the official podcast score between both of our scores, if you are new here, we like to take both of our scores together. And we like to find the median uh, in between both, which I feel like gives us a more fair and accurate rating for our films or the films that we do cover. So the official podcast score is going to be an 88 out of 100 from Devin's 86 and from my 90 out of 100. So with all that said, that concludes today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Thumb Optics. That is Optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover in need, whether that be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Spread the love of the Film Optics podcast to a movie lover in need. And now let's take a glimpse at what's coming up next on the show. So what's coming up next that you can look forward to, we're going to be covering the new Disney film Wish, as well as um, Emerald Fresnel's Saltburn, and Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things. So those, those are going to be a few movies that we're going to be covering. I'm assuming we're also going to be covering Godzilla minus one. It, it's it's you know it, it's another Godzilla movie. What? Why not? But those three, at least, you can look forward to here coming up soon on the podcast and what you can listen to as of right now that's out for people to get their hands on you can listen to our the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes review as well as our the marvels review and our loki season two review as well so thank you all for listening if you enjoy the show please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay connected with us by following us again on Twitter, Instagram, threads, all that social media garbage for the latest updates. That was Devin and I'm Christian signing off. And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace.